Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think so many people make themselves victims by not actually checking themselves. You know, we actually, as empathic people, we need to check ourselves because we aren't angels either. We want to be validated. We want people to love us. And we think that, you know, love will win the day. And so what we're looking at really are two individuals who've got their own traumas. Narcissists detach, in my view, from their feelings and then they create the mask. They need, their ego is very fragile underneath it all because of the, the unprocessed, undealt with traumas that they've had. They have a desire to be valued and worshipped. I call it the God complex. Yeah, there's a lack of a lack of compassion, manipulation, control, mind games. Dope Black Moms. On today's podcast, I'm joined by psychotherapist, speaker, coach, author, empath, and narcissist expert, Keely Taverner. Welcome to the podcast. Pleasure to be here, Nina. Pleasure to be on board. Yes, I can't even remember how we met, but I remember calling Keely on a desperate one, like, oh, I've got a stylist takeover. I need somebody to come on with me. Like, mm. and we have about five minutes, go. And you're like, yep, I'm on it. Brilliant. Do, do, yeah. do, I'm here. Yeah, we do spontaneous. I think spontaneous <laughs> is the secret to life, actually. When I think about, you know, how many people I support and help, often being rigid and wanting really clear laid out plans is one of the factors that causes people a lot of mental health challenges. Because it's just not realistic, is it? No. And and it's almost like trying to control life. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Life, life, the quicker you can learn that life doesn't work on all terms, the better totally. it will be. Mm. Do you know that, that's a big life lesson because I've really had to um, rethink my whole outlook whilst having children because you just can't plan like that. No. You just can't. I mean, you can set boundaries for like, bath time and bedtime and all of that sort of stuff you can try but um, in general life honestly I plan something or try and do something and five seconds later mine mine are quite young so five and three someone's done a poo something's happened someone's fallen over (laughs) and um, you know the everything changes instantly absolutely exactly and and if you know and I you know I appreciate you know, order, I appreciate, you know, I wouldn't want someone who's um, highly emotional working in um, airport, air control, you know, air air, air traffic control. Um, But at the far end of the spectrum, it's often not wanting to let go, wanting life on our terms that causes people a lot of stress. Totally. And me and you have been talking on Instagram, off Instagram, a lot about empaths, narcissists, emotional eating, and how it all links together. So can you just tell me a bit about your journey to becoming an empath and narcissist specialist? What goes into that? How do you find yourself here? Well, I think firstly, it started with my own experiences of ending up being a single mom and kind of wanting go, going back to relationship forth there was violence emotional abuse financial abuse because I took out cars and finance and all that jazz oh yeah as you I'm do sorry you to know. Hear this. yeah yeah well you know I did a video on it today I think it's such an important topic to talk about because we don't talk about it enough like not taking out credit and you know and stuff and, for other people and how it can just spiral Absolutely. Out of control. Totally, totally. And it feels so easy, doesn't it? They make it so easy. Here's this nice, shiny, amazing car. Just sign here and you've got a car. Nothing down for a year. Just go for it. 
I'll pay you every month. I'll pay you every month. I'll pay you, mm. I'll pay you. Oh, yeah, every month I'll give you the money. Mm. And then you're chasing someone for something that you've, you know, done them a favour for. So I think I got myself in a really difficult predicament and I'm really forever eternally grateful to Oprah who had oh. a young person on, you know. And I bought In the Meantime, and that book was the catalyst for change. That was like the first self-help book I'd ever read that really just spoke to me and, and pushed self-responsibility. Like, mm. you, you've allowed this. You've There's things that you're doing that are actually unhelpful. And I've never, I'd, I'd often felt like the victim. I'd not considered it in the way she presented and that I found incredibly inspiring. So you had this book and what were you doing work-wise? I was at Ikea, I was a checkout captain. There you go, there you mm-hmm. go, okay. Yep, excuse me, can you leave the yellow bag behind please? <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to get to my car? You need to buy a blue one, that's £1.25. <laughs> Just rolls off the tug, rolls off the oh. tug, you still got it, you still got it. What? Do you know how much people used to come with their long list of items that they wanted us to go and pick for them? And like, no, this is not John Lewis. You need to go to aisle number four, aisle number five. You need to get it yourself. That was uh, <laughs> quite a joy in IKEA, actually. There you go. So single mum at IKEA, pick up this self-help yeah. book, self-help book, and it's yeah. a game changer. Absolutely. And I, I, I later came to realise what makes me what what the real key with self-help reading because academically self-help books get a lot of stick is action you know I I really did take action so I went back to college did an access course then I did a four-year sandwich at Brunel a four-year sandwich degree course so I had work placement with it Oh, well done. Four years, man. Just saluting the hustle on that. That is, and, and you've still got your little one at this time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're like a juggle and a half. Well, yeah, they they were two and a half years um, gap between them, and I started right. when this was one. Oh, well done. I couldn't even <laughs> think at when I, you know, when I had a one year old. So just well done for the yeah. mental clarity, the the uh, discipline it takes to be able to do that whilst having little ones. That's. I think I just knew that great. if I didn't sacrifice now. I just knew I had so few options. I knew I always wanted to be able to choose where I lived. Mm-hmm. And on my mm-hmm. estate, I always, you know, you just know that you don't, you don't. I remember my mum was always really glad that we got St. Raffles estate rather than Stonebridge. And we were lucky in that sense, because my mum felt St. Raffles was better than Stonebridge. But I, I, I wanted to choose and I think that's when I began to realise that when you come from an estate, you don't choose, you get what you're given. Yeah. And I think I think really from a societal perspective, that's when I when I became a mum, I, I really began to see how your life chances were from a kind of societal perspective in terms of, you know, class and access to opportunities. It really made sense to me then. Mm. Mm. And I think that's what inspired me to try, at least just try to do something to to have different choices. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it. That's where the power is, just being able to have the choice. Mm. That in itself mm. is life-changing. That is radical, isn't it? And especially now, you know, for, for Black women, Ooh. it's a relatively fresh time for everything that we're doing. Um, there could be... Mm a bit of negativity, a bit, bit of pushback. So that, that it really is radical. It's amazing that you've done that and people can see that. Your children will see you've done that. And and it's just, it it inspires everybody. Along your journey, what were some of the challenges that you faced or some of the barriers, being a woman, being a black woman, maybe coming into this industry or profession later on? Mm, I think, I think... I think actually I didn't grow up with my dad and my dad lived in a middle class area. My dad's white and I grew up with my black mum in in Neasden. And so I began to feel like I didn't fit in either worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, you know, my mind was expanding. I was reading 
and I loved where I grew up but I just felt that so much of the behavior was so much it was like the same and and I felt uninspired so just you mean there's like repeat you're seeing not even you're seeing the patterns repeating constantly right and now I'm in it and if I Mm -hmm. I I didn't keep trying I was going to be caught in temporary housing yeah um baby father dramas Mm -hmm. um violence abuse a lackluster Mm -hmm. job yeah and and basically having very few choices and there you go and 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 at that point that isn't living that is repeating a pattern so deep ingrained yeah um, you're not even making those choices that 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 is a pattern driving you know your your point of reference everything you can see and that is um can be crippling can't it it can be absolutely absolutely and and I I I just I just I feel like I had the audacity to want more for myself oh I love it I love it. Honestly, it is radical though, isn't it? What? It is radical because it, it you no, know, because some, some, some spaces or historically that, you know, you, people would think you're crazy. People yeah. would think like, how dare you? Like, you, who do you think you are being able to do that? Yeah. Think that, dream that big and dream bigger. And now you're doing it and dreaming even bigger. It's just, Absolutely. honestly, it's, it's inspiring. This is borrowing. So, but not fitting hard, you know, because I still like my dance all and yeah, I still like my little shabins, but yeah, I could, it was just, and then I was studying at the same time and it, and it was like, you know, um, being able to look at what I was going through critically, I think from an outsider, insider perspective. So mm. I think that I had to find my way so I would be true to myself. Oh, God. I mean, everything you were probably learning from your course, you could immediately take back into your life and just be, ah. Absolutely. Light bulb, ding, ding, ding. That is what's been happening. I've now got the language and the understanding to explain what the hell has just happened. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. I hear you. And again, that is life changing. You're not crazy. You're not losing it. You're not worthless, not useless. This is what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. And and I also think, you know, I was really grateful because my mum used to send me to Jamaica every year from when I was mm. about age of 11. And so I was used to middle class, you know, Caribbeans. I, I understood. It's good to class. see. Good to see. Yeah, because I felt like in the UK, we've fed such a narrow definition of what it means to be black. And if you yeah. deviated from that, your blackness was brought into question totally and and seeing a black middle class in the uk again is relatively fresh exactly exactly absolutely absolutely so it's it's fascinating times really i I find class progression absolutely fascinating in terms of what i observe in myself the activities the food i buy what i don't buy anymore i don't eat yeah and what i love is what your children eat and mm. think and do and live. And the spaces they're in is totally normal for them. They're not yeah. even gonna, gonna question it. They're just, absolutely. this is my life. I love it. I absolutely love that. That is real change right there. So you've done your course, you've, you've hustled down. How did you drill into being a specialist in narcissism and a specialist in empaths? That, so, that understanding. so when I did my degree, I um, did my placement at Wormwood Scrubs Prison, where I got my first job when I graduated in 2007. And I worked in probation. I worked delivering CBT-based programs to high-risk offenders. Mm. And we just weren't really trained for personality disorders, right. to be frank. But there were people that I would find, let's be honest, like I'm a local chick, like there's a lot of bad boys that I knew from my estate who were there. Right. You know, and I found it really difficult because I grew up as a, a fat kid on my estate. I didn't get chirp. But <laughs> to be free, I'd be really frank. But when I was in jail, like I had a different power to me. Mm-hmm. 
obviously want to talk to you and let's be frank right I know some of their men wouldn't have chat to me on room Mm. so I found it really bizarre and I could see actually really I've never spoken about this but I could see how many women got caught up and would end up bringing in contraband for offenders just, just that just that that need to feel loved worthy seen absolutely got absolutely. you yeah. I, I mean that's that's talking all that sweet talk isn't it that's everything oh. you want to hear everything that we all want to hear validation yes I see you I hear you oh wow my god that is liquid gold yeah absolutely and I just remember because I'd started to train I knew I needed to carry on studying and so it was actually through supervision where I would go away from the prison and talk about how challenging I was finding it and but I'd be pulled to certain difficult individuals like just really intrigued by their minds and so on and so forth and that led me to understand more about personality disorders narcissism psychopathy and so on so I just I was in it and Mm. surrounded by it and being affected by it and I love that awareness from you just to be able to take a step back and realize what you're drawn to I think that's really really powerful yeah just to notice that that's again a game changer this is how we start to shape and find our purpose and find our bliss and you know find our path I I love those moments yeah well I was seeing a lot of women marched out for poor conduct Mm. and and I could see how it happens and it was such a taboo subject, no one talked about it. It was, you know, you know, she should know, she should know. And I just thought, this is far more complex than, you know, someone having some training and knowing that they're not supposed to. This isn't, yeah. it's not It's not a logical d- decision. No, because she intellectually, she does know. We all know. Emotionally yeah. is a whole nother vibe. That's a whole nother thing that you're fighting against your actual Fibric, your DNA, your wiring, your your oh, messaging, your your absolutely your stories, your everything going around. That is powerful, crippling, immobilizing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I watched that happen and felt like I felt like at times I felt like it could have been it could have easily have been me, but because I was training as a psychotherapist, I had my safe spaces to go back to to talk about what right. I was noticing in myself. You know, here I am now with keys I'm a I'm a, I have I have power and I think it would be naive of me not to accept that acknowledge that and that actually people would be drawn to me because of my power yeah and I, I needed to keep my feet firmly on the ground yeah it, it feels like over the past decade we've been describing people that we don't like as mm. narcissists and oh. maybe really they were just assholes so what what are the basics of of a narcissist? How do we know how to to spot these personalities as opposed to just people that just are assholes? I I think you know what. If I'm really honest, I think I think so many people make themselves victims by not actually checking themselves. Right. You know, we actually, as empathic people, we need to check ourselves because we aren't angels either. (laughs) We have those agendas. We want to be validated. We want people to love us. And we think that, you know, love will win the day. God, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so what we're looking at really are two individuals who've got their own traumas. Narcissists Mm -hmm. detach, in my view, from their feelings. And then they create the mask. They need, their ego is very fragile underneath it all because of the, the unprocessed, undealt with traumas that they've had. They have a desire to be valued and worshipped. I call it the God complex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lack of empathy, a lack of compassion, manipulation, control, mind games. And, and all of that. It's it's very subtle and it can be, you know, remember that the covert ones are always um, very, very difficult to spot. I, you know, a friend and I were talking today about how difficult it is to, to spot as we've began to notice something in our own groups. Right. And, and that we must be compassionate with ourselves because the ambition is to be covert because, you know, 
who's going to openly admit, especially as the term becomes so popular now. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still amazed by the popularity of the term because this was just something in psychological circles before. Yeah, it's really a buzzword right now, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And people going around, you know, I do have compassion for narcissistic individuals. Absolutely. But I am not the therapist who would dedicate my 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 career to trying to assist. It's just not my lane. Mm. My lane is actually the empathic people, right? Who end up in these dynamics that are incredibly mm. damaging. And, and what what traits does an empath have? What sort of people? What what sort of people? What sort of traits do these people well, if, show? If if you've got the if you've got the selfishness of the narcissist it's all bipolar opposites of course if they're selfish you're selfless if they're confident they are they usually have tapped into your insecurity that you have Mm. if they're cruel you're kind you're considerate yeah and that's why they're drawn to each other because you're just blending like water like a hand fit to glove yeah yeah it's actually a perfect mix Yeah. And that's what's really difficult to understand, I suppose, if if you're in that position of, is this me or am I bending to this situation? I guess guess the core challenge is if it's actually replicating um, attachment pattern problems from years. So you're already, by the time you're meeting narcissists, you're already primed for your own childhood traumas. Yeah. Yeah. So when we, you know, when I tell people all the time, we're not going to sit here, you're not going to pay me and bang on about the narcissist because that's not going to be helpful. We need to look at you and what your story is, which often highly empathic people, they're so attuned to everybody else's needs that they neglect their own. To check themselves, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and I I assume um, this must occur a lot with women who already traditionally have issues with looking out for themselves or um, taking space for themselves emotional neglect you know yes emotional neglect and and obviously things are changing nowadays but just because you had fancy trainers and and you know growing up it doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't emotional neglect yeah it looks very different yeah. nowadays. You may well have had a smartphone and all of that jazz, but emotional neglect, which means when you experience the emotional neglect from an unconscious level, though that's where you're functioning. It's a relationship that functions on unconscious dynamics. That's it, yeah. And then if you add motherhood into that, where you're already elements of yourself is to give everything oh. over to a child, could you just imagine that's... A- a minefield, right? That's really confusing to work out where, 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 where your voice is, where your where yourself is. Absolutely, which is one of the ways we we lose ourselves. Yes, you know? this is what I want to talk about. So, you know, as mothers, as parents, how how can we stay grounded? I mean, is it the constant life audit, self check? You know, you can. You've got all your different hats on. You've got your your job, your passion project, your hustle. You're a mother. You're working. You're trying to find your identity. You're trying to reclaim where where's the space there to take a step back and just check yourself. Or I can just imagine these uh, traits creep in, or then these these kind of patterns just keep repeating themselves and creep in, and it, and it's hard to to check yourself whilst you're you're really in it. Well, I think I think one of the things, if we also add the dimension of culture, if we look at the kind of um, African diaspora, the Caribbean um, diaspora, in terms of males, slavery, the legacy of colonialism, what that's done to the black male psyche, and how the females have often been matriarchs and also protected the men, that when you add things like narcissism can actually create quite a storm where often you know we're accustomed to looking after men based on how you've been brought up I'm not saying all men but I know for me I know I watched my mum look after men 
carry them. She was the breadwinner. And if you've been perpetually exposed to that, and obviously I'm talking about my experiences of coming from the lower social stratas, then as black women, especially from the Caribbean diaspora, I'm not particularly able to talk about if you are from the motherland and you haven't experienced that journey, then then we are actually in a very precarious position when we're dating men who've had mums who've enabled them grandmothers who protect them plus their men so they get special treatment so for the for the black female who's unaware with her own attachment issues we can be incredibly vulnerable and I think that's really important for me to 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 highlight because it, it shows up in the therapy room so I'm working with lots of different layers as well as the cultural climax remember lots of black women are in helping professions which, which we know are at the lower rungs of, of society in terms of pay as yeah. well, you know. So, so there's a, you know, so, so we work in helping fields and then we may end up in a relationship where we're still supporting someone who may not be on equal footing as us. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always dive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Just all pouring out. It's just so many layers to even what? to think about. Yeah. What? <laughs> and what? do you come across any narcissistic mothers or mother figures? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I started right. because obviously it was my experience, and I thought I'm sure there's other women out here going through this, and it's not just me. But but the 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 movement I guess has blossomed from I now work with corporates um, to assist individuals in organisations who are having this particular trouble because we know in the corporate world it's particularly rife when you couple mm-hmm. um, the corporate world with um, aspects issues such as borders boarding school syndrome which we know um, can make people detach from their emotions and be quite ruthless. So so that's a whole other area of work that's starting to, to come up, as well as, you know, family dynamics. You know, yeah. for a lot of individuals in Asian families, and we know that the mothers are often the matriarchs. You know, the quiet-looking, sh- sh- shy-looking granny in the corner can often be uh, pulling lots of strings. You know, so I'm also assisting people to learn to strategize because for highly empathic people, it's not wise to just speak our truths. I'm afraid to say, I'm afraid to say, but it's not wise. Not when power dynamics are into play. You have to learn to be strategic. And that's why another aspect of the handholding that I offer for people to help them strategize to get out of certain situations and manage it effectively. That that can be tough, isn't it? What? If, yeah, right. That can be what? tough if you naturally just want to talk and you want to fix. And you may have the disease to please and yeah, you yeah. want things to fit into a nice box. Um, that can be really hard to hold that back and actually hear, actually, you need to think about this strategy and put that in place and put mm. these boundaries in place. That's that's tough. Well, I think I think that's why people really appreciate the handholding. Once people tell me the dynamics I get my head around it then it's about thinking through about okay so so how do it's like chess you can give the people the tools 
they need. Absolutely, exactly. Because you can really be putting yourself in a very precarious position if you go and speak yeah. truth, you know? So these are something that I'm so particularly mindful of because otherwise I'll leave people unsafe. Yeah. And and it's not and it's not wise, especially when you add cultural dynamics about expectation and what people are expected to do. You know, so I'm I'm very very pleased. I'm so grateful that I'm I'm I never began that I would you know mushroom into all these various areas, but it never ceases to amaze me when when people lay down what's going down, and I'm like, all right, cool, and my head just, you know, this head that my primary school, my high school said was not worthy of a, a C yeah. in maths, you know, yes. you know, yeah. had to go and do a GNVQ, uh, yeah. I wasn't worthy of A-levels, you know, you know, and obviously it's not just schools, it was also, a, you know, a mix of how I was raised and parented as well, but, but, but I'm never ceased to amaze that this creative brain is, is amazing at helping people to find ways. And I just, I, I, I love... I love that you're so clear on the path now. Honestly, oh. that can that in itself is liberating, right? Because you can spend your whole life searching for glimpses of that, but to really know you're doing you your purpose has met your alignment and you you know you've worked it all out and you've got all this time to spend working it out and now doing it, that is a gift. It's glorious. It's amazing. And 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 it shows, doesn't it? It's spiritual, you know. I'm yes. Somebody else the other day, because I'm like, if you don't see, because if you say, for example, you're calling a narcissistic empath dynamic, what happens is narcissists have a god complex. They want to be worshipped and they need their disciples. If you are not a disciple, if you're not knowing I'm going to worship, you're going to experience the narcissist wrath, mm. and that can be very, very difficult. So, so getting yourself out of it, remember as well, it functions on emotion. This is why when people are in this dynamic, it's very difficult for them to make logic, logical decisions because it's an emotional-based relationship. Of course. And then if you're an empath in that emotional relationship, it's, that's near impossible, isn't it? There you go. And you're used to putting your everybody else's needs first. Yeah. You're raised, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you help. And on you go, on you go. Yeah. And you're disconnected from your own needs. It's one of the ways that people end up coming for, ending up at the doctors, being off mm. sick from work, can't get up, or disease. Mm. It's got to come out somewhere, doesn't it? It has uh, to right. present and somehow. Another way it comes up is our relationship with food. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I don't think this is talked about enough, especially in the black community. No. I think um, it may be somehow or sometimes protected as it's our culture mm -hmm. when there are some really unhealthy habits there. Absolutely. Listen, I love our jerk chicken and rice. <laughs> Don't we all? Only, but triple carbs on a Wednesday? No. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we have to be incredibly mindful, and the stuffing down of uncomfortable feelings with food is just one of the basic ways that we do it to ourselves. Yeah, just chuck some food in it. Not feeling great, I'll just, just chuck a chuck apple pie, chuck yeah. some carbs, chuck it on there. Absolutely. And sometimes for a lot of empathic people who I meet, and myself as well, you know, this isn't just like um, outside observations of others. When you're giving so much, the only place left where there is some wiggle room is food. Mm. You know, I'll say yes to everything, yes to everything, but then I haven't even put a lunch break in. What, what am I going to do? Go and grab something on the go. Mm. Mm. You know, and 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 also to notice what it is, the types of food that we eat when we are stressed. You totally. know, I, which probably can, makes us more stressed. Yeah. There you go, right? You, I can look through my bank statement and be like, okay, that was a that was a stress that week. There. <laughs> you know. And and food is about trying to fill a void that can't be filled with food. It's not the food, you know. It's never the food, and that in itself is a, is a, another kind of toxic relationship that 
that that sometimes we don't even need to directly look at it because there's all you know when you start to really check yourself and practice you know true self-love not just you know getting your hair done and nails done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know talking about Which i do i i do think people um get get that confused like you know um what is it wellness wednesday self-care sunday i'm gonna get my nails done i'm gonna like get my hair done um and obviously there is massive um importance in in feeling good and looking good that does help it does help yeah but we also sometimes that's part of the problem too just be having it yes yeah 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 you know we we, you know I mean I drive a 20 year old car do you know how much people have a problem with me driving my old like hey come on man now fix up now you need a big whip now like I'm not going to be on the Range Rover trend because everybody's taking it out on what what do they take it out on now it's not even on tick again is it it's, it's they, they oh, as far as i'm concerned they're borrowing it they, yeah, yeah yeah definitely finance yeah lease a lease yeah what i'm gonna pay 15k for a car for four years and then give it back that doesn't make no sense to me you know so so you know even that in itself can be a part of a problem when people you know can't necessarily afford these things but because they want to, you know, show that they are living or portray, you know. So, so for me, when I talk to people, my clients about self self care, first thing I'm looking at is your smartphone, because right. your smartphone probably got you making dumb choices. <laughs> yeah. Do you need to block? Do you need to delete? Actually, do you even need a new phone number? Yeah. Yeah. What about so that one? Eh? Yeah. Oh, that really wobbles people. Because we're so attached, aren't we? Oh, come like on. taking your child away. Yeah. But if you block, he blocks, I block, you block, this, that, the other, well, have you considered maybe getting yourself a new phone number? That's self-care. True. You know, that's True. actual self-care. You know? So these are all the small ways that we are really unaware of how we do it to ourselves and I'm just very privileged that people people trust me you know I, I mean I can meet people in a moment and they open up and share with me and oh. I feel very blessed that's such a gift that it's is such a skill a and, and you've got these people who are coming and sharing in a safe space wholeheartedly unfiltered you're taking all that in what's your your outlet so one of the things I do is I'm creating courses so because I feel guilty and I have to be mindful if I say the same thing five times in a day to five different people it's clear that these are themes that are coming out right so one of the challenges I have is I'm creating courses and I think my courses are brilliant obviously I'm biased of course and that yeah that's the shift I want to move to so I help more people Mm-hmm. Um, I have three supervisors that I see generally once a week. I have a group supervision, single individual supervision with a drama therapist, group supervision with Carmen Black. Absolutely love her. She's a body psychotherapist. Judy Harrison is a, a drama psychotherapist. And then Dean Davis is my EMDR slash trauma supervisor to assist me when trauma comes up what a superhero team oh that is yeah and I obviously at my offices I sublet other rooms to other therapists so I've taken on a lease and so there's always someone I bump into or have a quick word with um you know if there's ever anything that's kind of troubling me so I'm very well um supported you're supported yeah, which is really good to hear because you have to be it's 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 important you're going into these spaces where people are trusting yeah. you you want to be able to give your best yeah exactly exactly but the challenge obviously is um as someone who's deemed to, to be strong mm-hmm. um, people don't see my vulnerabilities as such which is mm. even even if I try you know you, you speak it that can be difficult for people you know so I have very trusted confidants 
Um, Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 maybe you just share that with your confidence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I hear you. Absolutely. I, I, and again, I think that's something I've learned later on in life, mm. and that maybe those people maybe it's a handful of people like you know it's not like you know when you're in school you've got your best friend you're this and you know like 10 20 people maybe this is like five or under people that you really really trust yeah you trust so much that you can be open unfiltered and wholehearted and that they know you so they can also call you out on your own stories your own shares your own all of that and you just keep each other in check yeah that that is also a game changer and it that's taken me a long time mm-hmm. to learn yeah you creep out you share your stuff and then you're like oh well that didn't feel good or that doesn't feel right yeah that's a game changer honestly game changer i love everything you're doing I just wow, i love it it's it's good it's good soulful it's good to hear it's good i see you doing all these podcasts and it's just mm-hmm. great that you are talking mm-hmm. and you are sharing and that it's we're really normalizing it you know yeah. black women speaking about this and i see you um speaking on various platforms i think we need to keep on going keep on having the conversation so yeah. there's never um never a doubt that therapy is a dirty word or you know and you don't even have to call it therapy we no, can call it anything you want yeah. but you just need that's it you just need a space to be able to be yourself and to talk and it's sometimes nice to have an outsider who doesn't know you give some observations (laughs) it doesn't have to be anything more than that you don't have to put any more weight on it but people get so scared that if you say you're going to therapy someone's going to think something's wrong with you and maybe it's just life saying you need to just take a little break just check yourself right now it's a gift look at this my life is you know that saying of there was whispers and if you'd listened to the whispers um you wouldn't have got the brick up the head you know, like there's these moments in life that are whispering to you, then it comes a bit louder, a bit louder, and then suddenly you've got this brick upon the head and you're on the floor. And if you've just taken a second, you could have caught it at the whisper stage. Oh, and I think, oh yes. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I think that's what you're doing, what we're doing, and just to try yeah, and keep man. talking about it and realize everyone does this. You may... um it may feel large to call it therapy, but anybody you trust in outside space, whether that is somebody in your religious space, in your community space, in your school, your friend, your grand, your godmother, whoever it is, you are having this relationship somewhere with someone. Um, and that I think that's all that's all we're trying to say. I don't think mm. you have to make it anything more, but people get put so much weight on it. Absolutely. And I think sometimes people think I'm like anti-victim, like he did this to me. I'm not saying you're not a victim, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. You, you can be victorious over your situation. Totally. You're not saying you ever asked for this, No, but we have to appreciate the reality. This is the situation we're in. We can't fight against the reality or we're definitely going to suffer. We have to be honest of, of where we're at and then start from there. It's just really hard, isn't it? It's hard to to talk about how you feel you've let yourself get there or, you know, all it's so much, so many stories and blame and, you know, all of that uh, I guess, worry that comes with it. Well, I guess what, what flashed through my mind as you said that was that actually the medical model that, that promotes mental health actually does promote that the, doesn't really push self-responsibility. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, it pushes medication, medical model. Mm. It, it pushes a particular model of therapy, which is a reductionist model. CBT is a reductionist model. So it means that you, that the, the expert gives you the tools yes. that they think that you need to change your life. And it's exactly the, that's exactly why people come to see me after CBT. They're a bit like, well, <laughs> you know, this is, this is deeper than this. So, so actually that model is unhelpful at times when it is actually about really looking at deep stuff in terms of how you actually create your reality. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And there's things that I'm sure in your sessions you discover, I know I've discovered that you're not obviously aware that you're doing. Ah, so it's, just, it, it's taking a minute to realise why I'm drawing this in I've Ah. I'm creating this is these patterns that I keep on repeating you're just Mm -hmm. not not aware of it because you're so 
you're so in it and that sometimes goes back to childhood and you know it's it, it's very very hard to sometimes recognize that on your own for yourself Absolutely. I, you know how much people I've, I've come come across who've read loads of self-help books they come to see me and they're not too sure what more I can do for them because they, mm. they know it all mm. the key is the relationship totally. the relationship we have which goes beyond the theoretical understanding, the head knowledge, to a synthesis of the knowledge into your behaviour. Mm. How can you synthesise what you cognitively understand? How does it drop into your behaviour? Because that's where the game begins to change. But fundamentally, to be able to walk by faith, not by sight, is mm. crucial. Mm. I believe. Mm. Mm. And that takes courage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, that that takes a good yeah. deep breath, doesn't oh, it? Oh, come on. <laughs> so anybody listening today that might be struggling right now or recognize some of the patterns or might be in some of the relationships that we've been talking about, what what could you say to them? Take action like tiny actions either buy a book listen to a listen to audio books listen to something on youtube you know go to my website but yeah. take a tiny action because you know as mums the tiny actions that i took from buying a book for 7.99 from waterstones in harrow has been the catalyst for immense change in my life because I could do that. I could buy a book for seven ninety nine. I wouldn't have done therapy, but Yana said that. We can do that. That's it. You can buy that book. You yeah. can buy that book. And that was the catalyst. That was the, the one small thing. And if, if there's anything, you know, my kids are now 23 and 20. One has I a can't even imagine. You imagine cake business now. <laughs> She's now coming back to me wanting to know about business. And my other daughter is probably going to be a psychologist and she's fighting it because she's like, no, but I could see she's going that way. And, you know, I did it back then because I was so worried about what would become of them if I stayed on the trajectory that I was on. And that's both priceless. Mm. You know, it's priceless. It is. It is. It's game changing. It's life changing. That your trajectory has affected their trajectory, and now their children will be on a different plane. There you go. And and then there's all the lives I touch. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. You know, today I get pictures on my phone of somebody who's achieved a goal. They're like, "Key, Mm. I bought a car for myself." Or like my what? Like the love is just. It's moving every day. Oh, so good soul food. Wow, blessed life. <laughs> where can we stay up? Uh, where can we stay connected with you up to your new courses? How can we find out about what's going on next? So go to keyforchange.com. That's a number four, or you can write F-O-R, which, whichever one suits you. Um, my course is the Empath Self-Protection course because... You know, I just call it what it is. Like, we must learn how to best protect ourselves. Otherwise, people will take our kindness or weakness, use us and abuse us. And and actually, we can play a part. We don't. It doesn't have to be so. We can take responsibility for ourselves. And yes, it will be uncomfortable, but just so is buying a new pair of shoes. <laughs> you know, you have to break things in. and um, And in doing so... You know, it just becomes your norm, just like how, you know, for me, doing, feeding myself, doing good things for me was such a big upheaval in the beginning. Like, you know, when I got paid to go and buy myself a decent bra from Marks and Spencer's, I was always battling with myself. Now, that's the least, you, you know, yeah. you know, that those things then become your norm. And so I then- still struggle with lingerie, honestly, like <laughs> I, I, can, I can get my kids yeah good stuff but for myself i'm like still in like this the maternity oh yeah, yeah. from like how many years ago absolutely it's actually probably i mean it's disgusting it's bad oh. well but there you go so then you make a pact 
Yes. You know, like today I felt I had a, you know what, I I could say it here. Today I got my coil taken out, right, Mm. and replaced. Do you remember we was talking about the coil? I do. Yeah. And and you completely reminded me that this is something you need to check. I completely forgot you need to check. You need to check. What, is it every five years? Every, yeah, because they don't remind you. They do not send you reminders. Which is wild. I, incredibly. <laughs> right? So uh, when I was having it, my mind said, I feel like Wagamama. <laughs> right? So what do I do? I spend £22.85 on lunch for myself in Wagamama because oh. I have to look after me and I'm worthy. And I could hear the old part of me like, look at that. Look at you, those. And I'm like, boy, boy, listen. Worthy, mm-hmm. absolutely worthy. Oh, and what did you have? I can never say them. G Y Goza, right? Goza, and then I don't even know what it was. They always catch me on the visuals, and I, I the, the picture looks so. <laughs> so I just went for that picture of some something new, but I wish I just got the salad I usually go for. But hey ho. Oh, I love those udon noodles. That yakisoba udon noodles. Love. There you go. You know, oh. that is self love to me. Yeah, you know, I, I think for me, hearing that voice, that's where I am at. That that gut mm. voice, that voice inside has said, I need a wagamama. That yeah. is what I have trouble with connecting to, even hearing the voice, let alone actually going, getting in the underwire bra or treating yourself yeah. to that meal. But being connected to that, yeah. that's... um. That's my task right now. But I could honestly keep on talking Amen. and talking and talking and talking. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And um, I love seeing everything you're up to and hearing everything you're doing. So definitely let's try and do this again. Just holler when you need me. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for joining me. And thanks to everybody listening. Catch you next time. Dope. Black Mums. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.